everybody, and welcome to another episode of Fry Dates with the Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We share our little humble opinions and hopefully make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of being entrepreneurs and parents. And speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to robshowcoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on the call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's robshowcoach.com. Before we get into today's Friday episode, our next Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. These trips are designed to get you out of your day-to-day around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly Judgy Murgatroyd, how are you today? Well, I think we can all agree that Judgment podcast was very well received. Apparently, we have a very uh, large audience of judgmental people (laughs) that felt really good for them to hear that they are not alone. Fellow judges, for those of you that are new to the podcast or have no idea what it is that we're talking about, the show before this one, I believe, or maybe somewhere around it, you'll see the word judgment in the title. And we are talking about, we were talking about that podcast, which has been really well received. So if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Even if you don't think you're judgy, you might after the podcast. (laughs) But that is not why we are gathered here today. We are gathered here today to talk about a new endeavor that Kim has. And the endeavor, you know, while it's important to discuss what the endeavor is, and we will, it's more important, we think, to discuss what it feels like to step into something that's big and to step into something that is scary and to step into something that you have no fucking idea what you're doing and trying to figure it out. So Kim, give a little color to what we're talking about and then I will jump in and interrupt you. Okay, it sounds like my life. So the other day you and I were sitting in the coffee shop and I don't remember how it came up, but I told you I needed some help with this uh, new project that we'll talk about in a second. And pretty much I ended up just crying in the coffee shop and talking to Rob about everything that I was feeling in taking on this new project and kind of trying to sort through the emotion, the action steps and all of this. Because when you're stepping into a new lane, it's overwhelming, you know? And so I'll go back. When I was literally seven years old, I entered an author competition. My class did, my first grade or second grade class. I think I was in first grade. And uh, I wrote a book. And I entered this young author competition and ended up winning. And... That writing of that little book 
was such a big deal in my little seven-year-old brain that from that moment of writing that book, I have literally had the nudge, the fire, the desire to write children's books from that age. But I never did it because... I was working on other things. Life got in the way. It wasn't something that I really wanted to do professionally, like going to college for writing. Like that wasn't my path. I wanted to do other things, but the nudge to write was always there. And so I'm sorry. I was just, let me just finish this up real quick. And then when you and I started our other company, Jets at Life, I had, I wrote the blogs on our website. And I really got to dive back into writing. And I remember one of our friends, Michael Scarton, who hopefully still listens to our podcast. He used to listen to every episode. When every time I wrote a blog, he would always reach out to me on how great it was or what he learned from it. And and it felt so good to be writing again. And then that ship kind of sailed. And I've just felt this nudge. And I've always said, I have a couple of screenplays I want to write, but really children's book series has been the thing. And one day where it was Thanksgiving, a couple of years ago, we were at Chris and Lori Harder's house and I was sitting down with Lori and she's written a book and she's, so what's next for you? And I'm like, I just, I want to write. I don't feel like I have so many things about it. She's well, do you want to publish? Do you want, you want to publish your book and all that. And I found myself dimming what I really wanted. I was like, no, I just want to write the book. I don't actually need to publish it. I don't even need to sell it. But the reason I was putting these limits on is because I wanted to set the bar low, (laughs) honestly. And I don't think at the time I realized that, but in retrospect, I was so fearful of failing in a new lane because I've been successful in network marketing. I've been successful in online business. I've been successful in most place, in most things I've done in my life, to be honest, because I've worked hard for it and I've put everything into it. But now I'm entering a lane that makes me feel completely naked. Talk about judgment. I feel like all the judgy Judies are going to be out. And I just, that fear of failure was getting to me. And so I broke down in the coffee shop. That was really long-winded. Sorry. No, it wasn't long uh, winded. And I like you naked. So I think that is. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I think that's a good thing. Okay, look. So, <clears throat> you know, in some ways, I think coming up with a big goal that you want that's scary, in some ways, I don't know that it's such a bad idea to not put all the pressure on yourself to feel like, oh my God, I got to create a New York Times bestseller list. Uh, But at the same time, you don't want to do what you were just describing, which is saying, well, I don't really want that. I don't really want this aspect and I don't really want to publish it because then you're not being honest with yourself and you're dimming your light just because you don't want to go through the steps that you need to go through. But I think the bigger point for us was around the subject of sort of fucking things up. And I saw the light bulb uh, come on in your eyes when we got into that subject. So I'll sort of tee it up and then you can tell me how you reacted to it. So whatever you're doing, let me give this as a preframe. Whatever you're doing in life, you if you're interested in it, you have a taste for something. You're, you know, if you read, if you're a parent and you read children's books, you have a taste for what's a good one and what's a bad one. And if you're going to enter into that area, then you have a skill set for what you can do to write a children's book. And chances are your first time at it 
is not going to be Harry Potter, right? It's just not going to happen. So it's going to take a little while until you get there. And I think the gap between your taste for something and your skill set in doing it is where all of the angst lies. And so when I said to you, just fuck, go at it and write a book and just fuck it up and learn, learn what's good and learn what's not good. And don't try and write Harry Potter. I'm going to use Harry Potter as the example because everybody understands it. Don't try and write Harry Potter because it's not going to happen. You don't have the skill set yet. I mean, I God bless you and I hope it does happen. But the reality is that you're new to it. It's your first time writing a book. So go at it and fuck it up. It's okay to fuck it up. That was the first thing. The second thing was, I think defining what success looked like for you was important. So on one hand, you don't want success to be so minimum that you're you're lowering the expectation. But on the other hand, you don't want it to be so high that it's going to be a New York Times bestseller. So one of the things that we defined that would be a win for you is if you wrote the book and a hundred people gave you five-star reviews, that would be success for you. And that is a way, it's a window, it's a crack, it's a wedge into not putting all this pressure on yourself, but also holding your feet to the fire so you can do it. Yeah. So, you know, there's so much to say about this. So when I and, and the reason we're talking about this with you guys is one, well, we share everything, but also I know a lot of people are contemplating entering a new business or doing something new. And you're probably feeling a lot of these same fears, this imposter syndrome, this fear of failure. And there's, you know, there's the fear of failure when it's like a personal fear. Like you go and you get a new job, right? And so what if that job doesn't work out and you get fired? Okay. This feels like a public hanging to me. This feels like a public fear. Like I have to publicize that I'm doing a book. It's a, like I told Rob, I said, you know, and I think the thing that made me cry is I'm working on this book with Sophia because I want a project we can do together. I'm obviously writing the book, but I'm using her as my creative consultant to see what lands with my with my my focus group, you know, and my focus group of one. And so she knows that we're writing this book. She knows that we're I've read it to her. We're tweaking it. She understands it. She's excited about it. She knows it's going to be on Amazon. I am terrified that we are going to open Amazon one day or she is going to open Amazon and scroll down to the reviews and see one-star reviews. Like that fear, because I don't, not that I don't want her to see it, but I don't want her to be disappointed in, in me, you know? Like literally can make me cry right now. I don't want that for her. And so I'm like, well, okay, does the world really need another children's book? Does the world really need another fucking unicorn? You know, is that something that is important? And so that's why I came up with that idea of the having a hundred reviews that are five-star reviews because that validation for not just me or her, but I want her to see that when you put your heart into something that it that it can work out, you know? And I also, I want her to see the real life. There's always going to be someone with, you know, the keyboard crazy person that has to give horrible reviews. But, you know, I don't want that to be all of it. And 
And it's such a silly thing, you know, when I'm thinking about it, because I don't want her to judge her life by likes or reviews or whatever, and to just do it anyway. It's feel the fear and do it anyway, right? And that's what I'm doing here. So that success barometer, it's not a financial thing. Like I'm not going and, well, if I made this much money, it literally has zero to do with the financial aspect of it and everything to do with, I want to write this book that, first of all, this children's book that uh, the first one out of the gate is a very simple and easy, easy written book. I have a series I want to do that's a bit more complex, but just to rip the Band-Aid off and get something out there, I went with a simple book with a great moral and I'm weaving in some parent and uh, child growth strategies that we use with Sophia, weaving them into the book. And so there's a moral, there's application, there's new words that they'll learn, and hopefully they'll take away a new strategy for making friends and you know being themselves. So there's, I feel very passionate about this book that it can, it's not just entertaining, but it's also something that can help kids, you know. And so for me, that success barometer is an important one of having it well-received on the on the other side. The other thing I wanted to mention is, you know, I've literally had this nudge forever. And if you're in my kind of inner circle of people that I talk to goals about, you probably roll your eyes when I'm talking about this damn book idea one more time, because I've literally been talking about it my entire life. And now I'm pulling the trigger and doing it. And I think partly because I have the time, partly because I am in a really beautiful um, place in Italy that, you know, is artistic. There are authors and, and artists and it's just so much going around that it's added inspiration. So I think that's part of what's like helping me pull the trigger now. But I'm not going to lie. It's super uncomfortable. But the advice you gave me, Rob, where fuck it up, although I don't like that advice and I don't want to F it up, I also have chosen to not focus on the outcome and instead focus on the creative process with Sophia and uh, focus on learning how to format a book. And I want to learn every aspect of this, not because I can't farm it out on Upwork and have someone create the formatting and all of that. I want to know it. I like to have ownership over every part of it. And I'm looking at this as not just I'm writing a book, but it's a new hill to climb. And it's new skill set to get under my belt to be able to not just write, but format the book, upload it, market it properly. Like I'm looking this, looking at this as a new journey and getting lost in the journey. And I have found that since I've done that, I'm getting lost in the creativity and the journey and the learning. I've feared less about the outcome. So let me put on my coaching hat, if you will allow me to do that. Now, I want to point out a few things. Languaging is everything. The way you talk about things is so impactful. So I want to tell you how you started off, and I want to tell you how you ended up. You started off with public hanging. <laughs> One-star reviews. Yeah. Does the world really need another unicorn book? Does it though? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how you started, right? So that's all the... F- well, that's all the fear talking. That's all, that's all the fear talking. He just put his hand in my face and told me to shut up. That's all, the, <laughs> that's all the fear talking. And I want to tell you where you wound up. I'm at a time in my life where I'm in a beautiful place 
surrounded by inspiration and artists. I want to learn every aspect of this. I'm enjoying a new hill to climb and I'm getting lost in the creativity and the learning. So focus, focus, focus is everything. I want to talk about two things here for you and for everybody else listening as well. When something is brand new, if you try and take it on a granular level and you start to go, I'm going to be a New York Times bestseller list, I'm going to market this book, I'm going to do, it, it, you, it's too overwhelming and the fear creeps in. When you take it high and you can already, I can already feel that she's not at a hundred thousand foot level. She's now starting to drop from a hundred to 90 or 80. What she's doing is she's slowly stepping out of and I understand I'm putting you on the hot spot here and I understand that the negativity you're trying to express to people listening, what your negativity was and you're still in touch enough with it to be able oh, to share it. it still creeps its head in. But it still creeps its head in. As you're dropping from 100,000 to 90,000, now you're starting to go in, you know, this is a good time in my life. I have, a, I have time. I'm in arguably one of the most beautiful inspirational cities in the world. I'm getting lost in the creativity and the journaling of this. And I'm reaching out to different artists to be able to do this. And so the conversation is now going from who needs another. It, those things are still, you know, they're not, it's not true and it's not true. You may get a one-star review. You may not get a one-star review. These are just fears. They're not facts, right? So as you shift into the focus of the things that you know that you're enjoying, for example, I am really enjoying that in the afternoon, I'll just get a little text from my my artist, uh, what illustrator, from my illustrator, and she'll send me a picture. And I'll look and I'll find the things I like about it, the things that I think could be improved. And I love sending it back. And then when I get the, the improvements of it, I love getting lost and, oh, I could see this thing taking shape. That conversation is a high level conversation. It is not New York Times bestseller. It's not marketing. It's not how you do the formatting. It's getting lost in the thing that drove you in the first place to want a, to write a, a children's book. So my recommendation to you is to get lost in the small aspects of the things that feel really good to you. I'm really trying to get lost in the creativity, but I'll tell you, so I... I came out of the closet with the book and I wrote a post on um, Facebook and Instagram and shared what I was going through. And the moment I posted it, I wanted to vomit because now I have people commenting, I'll buy a book. I can't wait. Can't wait to read it to my kid. And now literally I was like, oh my God, I thought I was in a good place. And then I that pressure of people now anticipating the book. Now I'm reading all the people and I find myself, like going back to the judgment podcast, I find myself judging myself and I'm looking at who commented and what they said. And oh my God, that person reads all the time. I don't want them to read my book. I don't know. There is an aspect of walking into a room in disrobing that I feel very naked when I'm writing. And I'm sure that muscle will get built. And I'm sure over time, I will feel better about it. And yes, this first one out of the gate is not going to be Harry Potter. And I'm okay with that. Here's the problem. I hold myself to a standard of of effort, of success, of this is how I do things. 
You know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. This is how I do this. And if I don't meet that standard, that that baseline in this too, I'll be disappointed in myself. And so I'm worried about other people's judgment, but I'm also worried about my own, you know? Yeah. Okay. A couple of things uh, that came up when you were saying that was really interesting to me. I'm obviously not through this yet. <laughs> no, you're not. But here's what I here's what I want to here's what I want to point out. I want to point out that you have had this desire to do this for many years, but you've not taken any action, right? You just haven't done anything. You've wanted to do it, and there's been a million reasons why you haven't, but you haven't. You made that decision in that crying coffee shop moments. You made that decision to do this. Every day I come home now, you are on your laptop, dream, not dreaming, you are on your laptop writing the book. You are sending sketches or going back and forth with sketches with your illustrator. You're learning how to format Kindle books. You are writing posts around it and making decisions based upon the comments that you get in the posts about the best way to present the product to your audience. And every day you step more and more into action and more and more into uh, momentum. This was not something that you said, oh, I really want to do this. And you had a moment where you banged away at a keyboard and you wrote something and then you walked away from it. This is something that is on the tip of your tongue constantly. This is something that you're taking action on a daily basis. And as a result, I can feel the decrease in fear because you're in action now. It's really difficult to be in paralyzing fear when you are in action writing a book, in action working on illustrations, in action figuring out formatting, in action writing posts. Like you don't have time to be in fear. You're working on something. So I want to acknowledge you for that and I want to tell you how proud I am. Thank you. Makes me cry. Aw. That's the first thing. Second thing is I learned this uh, from my coach the other day and it, it, there's, a, there's a great book. It's called Who Not How? I think so. Google Hardy is his last name, the author. And the book is a great book. And it's largely about something else, but there was one thing in the book that he said that really stuck with me. And that is the gap between where we are and where we want to be. So for example, Kim can look at herself now and say, this is where I am right now. I don't have a children's book. I've wanted a children's book. And I would love to be JK Rowling, you know, down the end of, down the end of this road and have, you know, movies and blah, blah, blah. Right. So that's whatever the vision, and that's not her vision, but the vision that she has for this. And there's fear, anxiety, confusion. There's this giant gap between where you are and where you want to go. But if you look the other way, and I've never heard anybody say this, if you look from where you've come, you feel differently. So if you look from where she's come two weeks ago, you weren't writing a children's book. Now, to, I mean, like, it's almost comical to think about. Now you're in action, you're looking at pictures, you're studying formatting, and you're in action on the goal. So I think you have to go forward in your mind, but you also need to go backward and look where you've come. Hopefully this is making sense to all of you. I think you all get the idea of where we're going with this. And I'll, I'll, g- I'll give you my final comment and I'll, I'll let Kim uh, have the last word, but maybe not, but I'll, I might. Unlikely. We have, there are... We are very fortunate that we travel in a circle of people that are doers and action takers and are going after their dreams. And Kim mentioned uh, earlier 
We have a friend, Chris and Lori Harder. Look them up on Instagram. They're beautiful people who are, who have done and are doing wonderful things in life. And they're always climbing new mountains. Lori Harder is in the process of building an alcohol brand called Light Pink. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of confusion. Raising money and starting a company and the startup and everything you can imagine with that. Our friend Chris Harder is beginning a financial tech company with micro lending. He's never done anything like that. He's never created an app before. He's never done anything. He's stepping into action. I created a new event that I'm doing, which is for, it's a much higher level event. It's twice as long. The people who are at the event, who are going to be at this event are people that are doing crazy, amazing things in life. All three of us have fear and anxiety about stepping into this. But the interesting thing is, if you don't let the fear cripple you and you're willing to just whack at it, and say, if it works, great. If it doesn't work, that's okay too. If the ones who are willing to try and do it, you look back and you go, holy shit, where did I fucking come? Look at how far I've come. So that's my final word. What's yours? I My final word, I think is, you know, I've let this story go on way too long. This, I want to write a book, I have a screenplay, blah, 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 but taking no action. And if all that comes out of this is that I can actually stop that story, then it's worth it. And the journey I'm creating with Sophia in this, like I'm giving her final creative control on the images and and stuff like that. And it's so fun to do this with her that what I'm reminding myself <clears throat> is even if this completely flops, we have this time together and this accomplishment that at some point we will hold in our hands together and maybe we'll keep that book and eventually she'll read it to her children. And even if it's just a weird one-off fairly family heirloom, that one year we wrote a book together and that's the minimum that's still knocking it out of the park for me. And so I'm trying to hold on to that part and keep that front and center when the fear creeps in. By the way, if you wanted to write a vision around this, your vision is all in this podcast. So you can go back and listen to this podcast. It's all in there. Okay, perfect. And for anyone that is interested in supporting my crazy ass, you can go to munchkinpublishing.com and jump on Sophia and I's VIP list. And you will be the first to know when the book releases. And I would be forever grateful, as you can tell, for a five-star review if you feel compelled to write one. So munchkinpublishing.com to jump on our list. There it is, everybody. Have a great week and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 